Hi, this is The Memory Project, an experiment in narrative storytelling from Columbia Journalism School. Each episode, we're going to be dealing with a question. Why were my parents so naive? Why do I carry around a photo of a dead guy I've never met? Why did my family hang a picture of my late uncle in a place where nobody can see him? Here's what we did. We chose a photo, any photo, that evoked a memory. Then we treated this memory like any reporter treats a story. We interviewed, we researched, and then we just sat and thought about it. What really happened and why? We had 15 questions, 15 photos, 15 memories, and now we have 15 true stories to share with you. Welcome to The Memory Project. Every episode, we talk to one of the 15 writers about the photo that set their story in motion. This episode, we're talking to Francine Parham about her photo. Can you describe for us the photo that you chose? Sure. It is a photo of my father actually sitting in one of his favorite cars. He was a Corvette enthusiast, and so he had many Corvettes and used to drop me off at school all the time. So I have fond memories of kind of being popular, being dropped off uh, by my father in one of his Corvettes. So the picture is actually him sitting in the car. He has his sunglasses on. He has his favorite bucket uh, hat that he wore, and he's actually waving in the front yard to us and has his thumb up saying, hey, look at me or way to go or whatever you meant that day. So why did you choose this photo? For this project? I chose the picture because he's no longer um, alive. He passed away. You know, I looked at that picture and I said, that's the father who taught me to stand up against uh, the system, to, you know, fight the obstacles uh, to achieve in spite of. But also, um, as my story will tell, that um, he really forced me to um, stand up to him in a very uh, interesting way. And um, actually, I I call the um, my uh, I called my piece that I'm writing disobedient because I was disobedient um, for toward him um, in one pivotal point in my life, um, and it's specifically the story focuses on the um, the the moment that I um, brought my son home as a single parent from college, and even though. Um, the conversation that I write about that he and I had was a very um, it was a very upsetting conversation. But as I as I said, it was a um, it was actually a catalyst for me um, as a very young adult to do something that I had never done before, which was to stand up to him. We're going to close the episode by reading an excerpt from Francine's story. Our theory is if the first couple of words don't give you the zest, a Yiddish word for the hook, then you won't read on. So here's a bit of Francine's piece. It was my only way to get out, West Lafayette, Indiana. I grew up in a household where doing what you were told was not just expected, it was required. Don't talk back, be seen but not heard, speak when you are spoken to, don't think, 
Do, and most importantly, do exactly what you are told to do. I followed the rules. There were consequences if you did not. I was obedient. So going to college was not only expected, it was required. It was not an option. There was nothing to talk about in my family unless it was about furthering your education. I had been in training for years. I knew no different. I packed my bags at 17, heading off to Purdue University, knowing little about Indiana or really even the school. I had to look up the location on a map. I had been accepted and didn't even apply. I really didn't care. I was happy to get out. I had followed all the rules all my life, and this was my reward, my freedom. It was my only chance to get away. However, the freedom I thought I had was a lie. I lied to myself. Although I was far away, I still wasn't able to get away from my father. I did not know that I would have to return home almost a year later and face him. As I walked through the door, I could only hear his voice. It was a voice that I often feared and remains in my head today. It was time to face his consequences. I had broken a rule. His only words to me were, what is that? Writers need readers. If you liked Francine's work, become her reader by going to medium.com slash memory project to read the rest of her piece. Thanks for listening. The music for this episode was composed by Axel Tree, Kai Engel, and Steve Combs. The Memory Project was edited by Michael Shapiro and James Robinson. This podcast was produced by Sarah Dadouche, Kate Koff, and Aaron Hudson. For more information, please go to medium.com slash memory project.